Welcome to Positively Polished. This podcast was created to promote UNM's positive pageantry movement, which aims to bridge the divide between pageant systems, create a stronger sisterhood across pageant lines, and support all title holders. Follow along as we'll be interviewing many UNM keepers of the crown. We'll also be visiting with national title holders from other pageant systems all across the country as well. Tune in as these national queens will be taking us along on their personal journey to the crown, as well as sharing tips to help us positively polish our pageantry skills. Follow us on Instagram and Spotify for new episodes. Caroline Cook, your 2020 USA National Miss East Coast Preteen, and you are listening to Positively Polished. Okay, so welcome everyone to this episode of Positively Polished. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited to introduce my guest to you today. She is our 2013 USA National Miss Preteen and your 2017 UNM Teen Miss Laurel Stikes. Hey, Laura. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so excited. Thank you for so much for letting me interview you. I know you are so busy with all of your college activities this fall. No, this is so worth it. I, I love this and I love what you're doing with this platform and I can't wait to see how it impacts so many girls. Thank you so much. It is an honor to have you as my guest as a two-time UNM title holder. <laughs> I know all of our listeners will have a lot to learn from you as we prepare for our UNM Nationals in just a few weeks. No, I can't believe it's coming up. It's going to be so fun. I hope I can make it. It's still up in the air whether I'll be able to make it down to Florida, but um, uh, 10-year anniversary, it's going to be great. Yes, I hope to see you there very soon. So before we get started... With all of the interview questions, why don't we just take a few minutes and let you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself. Okay, sure. So I'm 19 years old. I started doing pageants when I was four years old. Um, I did pageants at four and then I started karate at four. And so anytime that, you know, pageants had a talent, I always did karate for them. Um, They've always kind of been a part of my life. And I definitely wouldn't be the same person that I am today without pageants. They really grew my love for speaking and communicating with others and public speaking and then community service really um, became a huge part of my heart because pageantry introduced me to that. And so now, you know, at 19, I am a junior in college and I go to Liberty University where I'm studying integrated communications with a double minor in psychology and women's leadership. And I haven't competed in the last couple of years, but I don't think my pageantry journey is done, but we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. Um, I have three brothers. We're from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I absolutely love them. They're my biggest cheerleaders and they've always supported me 
you know, when I was on stage, one time they almost got kicked out of a pageantry venue because they were standing on the chairs and they were cheering too loud. And so they had to go back. But I love my family and I have a great relationship with them. But yeah, that's just a little bit about me. That's awesome. So let's dive right into the interview questions. So how many years have you competing in pageants? So the last time I competed was in 2017 when I won the UNM team title. Um, after I had won that title, I carried it all the way through my junior year of high school. And so, but I mean, it was an incredible experience and I loved it. But by the end of that, I knew that I definitely was kind of a normal senior year. And going into college as a freshman, I mean, it was such an overwhelming experience and it was so great, but I just needed to focus on my last year of high school and my first year of college. So that's why I haven't competed since. But no, I've been competing since I was four years old when my mom put me in a little mall (laughs) pageant. And then, yeah. So what is that? 13 years of my life that I've been actively competing. That's crazy that you've been competing (laughs) for that long. So how many years have you specifically competed at UNM National? The first time I competed was in 2013 when I ended up walking away with the preteen title. That was such a surprise and a huge blessing in my life that it introduced me to Miss Jackie and her wonderful team of people. And then I ended up going back to UNM in 2017. And then an even bigger surprise was to walk away with the team title. Yes, because like, was that your first year and yes. then you won? That's yeah, it was awesome. Crazy. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> So what areas of competition did you compete in at UNM Nationals the year you were crowned? And which area of competition was your most favorite? Um, I would, okay, so you have interview and then you have fun fashion and you have evening gown. And so my favorite has always been interview. I think it's the one part of pageantry where you truly get to show the judges who you are and what's important to you and just share a little piece of your soul with the judges. And I've always enjoyed it like growing up and I um, have looked forward to it every time. There is no better feeling than, you know, I can't tell you how nervous I've been walking into every single interview, but then there's no better feeling than walking out of it, knowing that you are so proud of yourself and you left nothing on the table and you did the very best you can do, could have done. Um, there's no high like that. I absolutely love interview. Yes, I love interview so much, just for all of the reasons you just said. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you want to give a shout out to an interview coach or a walking coach just as mm-hmm. we take a minute? Um, Christine Jump has been with me for, ooh, I would say I've known her for close to a decade at this point, and she lives in Florida. She is an English teacher, and then she also does interview coaching on the side. And so you walk into her classroom, and she just has a whole wall filled up of pageant girls' pictures all over. And I'm on there a couple times, and she's just so great. Um, Being a teacher, she definitely understands, like, how to connect with people and really get to the heart of an issue quickly. And she's been a great interview coach for a long time. And then in Pennsylvania, I'll work with Heather Habura, who um, also she's very good at interview, but I like to go to her a lot for just stage presence and my or my evening gown and some fashion work. She's great. Yes, thank you. So what is one thing that 
you were surprised the most about your experience at UNM Nationals? Well, if I could share just like a little bit part of my my story and how I kind of came back to UNM, if you don't mind, I think that kind of ties in a lot to why I was so surprised that I ended up winning the team title. After I had won in 2013, it was an incredible experience. Like I said, I love Miss Jackie and the heart that she has for these girls. Um, But I didn't ever think that I would go back to the pageant. Um, it's crazy enough to win once and I didn't really want to try my luck winning again, but I competed at a national pageant in 2016 and, you know, I was at the top of the division, you know, I was one of the older girls there. I had been competing in this pageant for years and I'd been out to nationals probably, I want to say I'd been out to nationals four times. I could never figure out quite how to win it or win nationals, but I had held, you know, numerous state titles and I just ended up bombing nationals. I mean, I just told you, I love interview. I had probably one of the worst interviews that I've ever had in my life at nationals. It was heartbreaking. You know, your family all comes out there all the money that you spent to get there. And, you know, I just, I was so not proud of myself in that moment. And I I remember looking at my dad um, after interview and I had completely lost um, my love for pageantry. And I was like, dad, I just, I just don't feel like I'm good at anything other than pageants. And I feel like pageants are the only thing that I excel at. You know, we go home and I play all these sports, but pageants are where I go to escape. And so it was just heartbreaking. You know, I did, I didn't make the top 20 or anything. And we went home to Pennsylvania and it was a couple really hard months and just realizing that I had totally lost my sense of identity and pageants and knowing that whether I won or lost didn't define who I was as a person. And it took me a long time to come back to the realization that, you know, winning crowns here on earth was not why God placed me on this earth. I'm supposed to be here, you know, living out for him, living in joy and ultimately winning crowns for heaven. So when I came back into the pageant scene, it was November of 2016 that I had lost the pageant. And then I decided to compete um, at UNM the next summer. And it was kind of just like coming home, but I just aged up into the teen division. So I was 16. I was the youngest girl in the whole division. I didn't want anybody to know that I had held the preteen title because I didn't want any pressure of them. Oh, she's already won. Like she's going to think she's going to win again. Absolutely not. I didn't want anybody to know. Most of my friends, you know, from home didn't even know I was competing because the whole point of me coming back to UNM was just to discover myself again and just to actually enjoy pageants. And so when I came back, I had one of the best pageant weekends. And by that, I mean, my family actually got to use it as a vacation. My brothers got to go to the pool. My dad got to enjoy himself. There was no stress the entire week. And when my whole goal was really just to make it in the top 15. Once I made it in the top 15, I was good genuinely and I and I honestly could never have said that before in my pageantry journey that I didn't really want to win I just wanted to make the top 15 but that's truly what it was coming into the team division and when they announced my name as the winner I couldn't even tell you how shocked I was it was 
one of the craziest moments of my life. But yeah, I guess, I mean, it's kind of cliche to say the most surprising moment of the week was to say that I won. But because I went in with no expectations, it was, it was so, so good. And I will never, ever forget that moment. Yes, I know the times that I go into pageants and I'm like, okay, this wasn't my best. I could have done way better and I'm really sad. But like, Mm -hmm. it's like a few moments, but then you just bounce right back. And I love that about you. Yeah. And it's just realizing that, is it hard to lose? Yes. But these judges see you for a couple minutes and they don't, they're not truly judging you. And you ultimately learn way more about yourself and how you lose than you're ever going to learn about yourself and how you win. So I think losing is a huge part of pageantry and it's not talked about quite enough, but there's so much value in it. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) If you could give our listeners one piece of advice as we prepare for our trip to nationals this Thanksgiving, what would it be? I would say just kind of what I was talking about before, know who you are, know what you want to bring into nationals and don't make the same mistakes that I made and have your identity set and whatever the judge's outcome decides to be, because you are so much more than that title. That crown is nothing without the girl that wears it. And, you know, you bring so much more to the table than that crown ever could. And, Yes, you all want to win the title and yes, you want to take it and it'll give you a bigger platform, but don't let losing go to waste because you can still go home and you can still use your state title for so much good. And even without a crown, we are here to do service. We are here to serve others and we don't need a crown to be able to do that. And so go in with so much joy, so much happiness, go make friends, um, go make memories with your family, make it enjoyable for everybody. And whether you win or lose, it won't be an experience that you regret. Yes. Thank you so much for that piece of advice. Can you tell us in your own words, what does positive pageantry mean to you? I think it means lifting others up and we all get into pageantry because it is something that we absolutely love, but we are all sisters without a crown on our head or not. And so I love how Miss Jackie absolutely erases boundaries when it comes to different pageant systems. And just knowing that if you're competing in pageants and we're here to support you because we know what an incredible influence that it can have on a young girl's life. And we want to cheer you on as you do it. We are not at the end of the day, you're really just competing against yourself and not against these other girls. And so I love how much Miss Jackie uses UNM's name to be positive in this world and to only cheer others on and to completely erase these boundaries. She has done a fantastic job at that. Yes, she has. So I'd love to hear more about your personal platform. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I began doing this project called the Pajama Project, where we take empty paint cans, we wrap them in scrapbook paper, and then we tie ribbons across the handle. And we put pajamas, we put stuffed animals, car games inside, and then we give them to hospitals. And I've done that ever since I was a Girl Scout. I was like 10 years old. Um, But it wasn't until I ended up having spinal fusion surgery in 2014 that 
I had to stay in, stay in a Ronald McDonald house while I was there. My family had to stay while I was in the hospital. And just knowing how hard it was to be in that situation, we ended up starting giving our uh, paint buckets to the Ronald McDonald houses. And, you know, these families go through so much and they are really relying on the Ronald McDonald house for so much. So anything that we can do to help out, um, we try to, but it actually was just the six year anniversary. I think on the October 6th was the six year anniversary from my spinal fusion surgery, but it's been crazy to spend that long. That is awesome. I love your platform so much. So let's talk about your crowning moment as the USA National Miss <laughs> and as USA National Miss. So what were you thinking when you made the top three your first year as preteen and how did it feel when like they called your name as the winner? Hmm, preteen. Preteen's hard to remember. I think that was my second national title and I hadn't won a national title in three years and so I don't it's just complete shock I mean you never think it's going to be you you're just amazed that God has kind of led you even like that far into the system and so um oh my goodness it's just it's such a fun feeling and it's so great to know that all the hard work kind of paid off um in some way or another but I just I remember getting so excited I'm jumping up and down and they could hardly put the crown on my head and then as soon as they did it like fell off and it was kind of a mess but no it was great <laughs> oh I love that <laughs> so looking back on your reigns what was the best part about being national royalty at UNM well Miss Jackie does a great job of I will say not only with her current state title holders I mean national title holders but also with her former national title holders because after you uh, reign for a year and then you go to give up your title, she inducts you into the legacy program and you are forever part of her family. And I think that was my favorite part of being a national queen is just knowing that no matter what I was going through, whether it had anything to do with pageants or not, I could bring it to Miss Jackie. When I decided where I was going to college, I called Miss Jackie and I talked to her all about it. Um, when I was trying to decide my major, when um, my family was moving, there are so many things that Miss Jackie doesn't just want to be involved in your life because you're holding her title and then she no longer is interested afterwards. <laughs> no, she genuinely cares about you as a person. And I think just like that sisterhood um, is so special and so incredible. I mean, these girls are people that I know I'm going to be inviting to my wedding one day. And I couldn't be more grateful for them. We truly become part of the family. I know a lot of people say that, but it's such a special bond that I would never take for granted. Yes, I love Miss Jackie because like you said, she is not there and then like gone. She genuinely cares about people. So would you mind sharing with all of our listeners what is the best pageant advice you have ever been given? Oh, ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I don't know. This is just the first thing that came to my head. When you're in interview, I'm very bad about rambling. And I will go on and on and on and on if you don't yeah. stop me. And so sometimes I just have so much to say that all of my words get all jumbled up and it's kind of a mess. 
And so that's really why I go to an interview coach is not to become, you know, perfectly practiced, but more just so that I can get my thoughts organized. Um, and Miss Christine once told me, if you're going to answer a question and they say, what is, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, what is your favorite color? She's like, answer the question right off the bat, say what it is, and then have one or two sentences to kind of explain it. If it's deeper, you can go into a little bit more, but you just kind of, you don't ever want to lead up with all of this explanation and yeah. then you get to the end. You didn't really answer the question, answer the question. Then you can kind of explain, but you only have a couple minutes with these judges and you want to make the most time out of it. And you want to kind of answer the most questions that you can. Um, fun fact about my UNM interview, they actually asked me to do a karate uh, routine. So <laughs> imagine me in like full <laughs> hair and makeup and my, my interview outfit, my heels. And one of the judges was Mia Sanchez. She was, so she's a fourth degree black belt. She saw that I was a third degree black belt and she was, Oh my goodness. Can you please just do a form for us right here? And I said, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I jumped right into it. <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing that in heels. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to know, what is it like having the one and only Kendra Hale as a forever sister? Oh my gosh. I cannot tell you how much I love Kendra. She is one of the most amazing people that I've ever met in my life. Um, (laughs) I remember when, so Liberty is in Virginia. So my college is about two hours from where she lives. And I was moving in freshman day and she decided to just drive down. She was dropping stuff off in the area and she just wanted to see me as I was moving in. And she just kind of spent the day with me. And I'll never forget saying goodbye to her freshman because it kind of hit me that, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm actually at college. I'm about to be alone. You know, my parents are going to leave tomorrow. Kendra's leaving me right now. And we both almost started to cry and it's fine, it's fine, it's going to be okay. And <laughs> I turned to leave and she texted me later that night. She's like, Laurel, I cried the whole way home. She's like, it felt like I was leaving my kid at college. And I was like, oh my goodness. She just cares about people so much. I, oh, I love her. When we went on the UNM um, former Queens cruise earlier this year, Kendra and I flew down together and we stayed in the same room. And it was so cool. Not only just, you know, as a year um, reigning together, we got to know each other really, really well. Um, but a lot of that revolved around pageantry. And then to get to come back together, I got to know her so much more, you know, about her life, about how she grew up. And I, I could not say enough good things about her. Yes. And then, then you have Cortland Watson. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited <laughs> to meet her as one of our national judges from right here in my city of Birmingham. Yeah, Portland is so, so sweet. And it was it's funny because the dynamic is completely different from being a preteen to a teen. And as a preteen, the older ones are still um, still looking out for you and being your big sisters. And she was absolutely that. She was a great big <laughs> sister. Um, yeah, I learned a lot from her when I took over the teen title a couple of years later. She was a great example. So tell us your favorite trip as the one of the UN part of the UNM royalty. <laughs> oh my goodness. There was this one trip. <laughs> and it was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um but it was probably the craziest week of my life. 
So <laughs> we started out in New York City. The six of us were in New York City for um, New York Fashion Week. And we were all walking in New York Fashion Week. It was the first time that all six, you know, all the UNM queens were given this opportunity. And it was so exciting. And um, so that was crazy. And then as soon as New York Fashion Week ended and we walked uh, the show, then we all piled into the car. I think there were like eight people in my mom's six-person car or something. And we drove all the way to New Jersey. Oh, and, wow. you know, Issa is trying to do her makeup in the car. So we're going, <laughs> we were going directly to the Miss America meet and greet to meet all the former Miss Americas. Mm-hmm. So Issa's doing her makeup on the floor. It's just <laughs> hectic. There's so many people in the car. Um, then all of a sudden, my mom drives onto the Ocean City boardwalk. <gasps> Oh no. So she's driving along and she's like, am I on the boardwalk right now? And we're like, yes, yes. We have to find a way to get off. It was so bad. And a police <laughs> officer pulls us over and she's like, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to get on here. And he's oh. helping us get off. And we make it to the meet and greet in like the nick of time. And then from there, then we go to Miss America the next day. And we accidentally go, go through like the secret entrance where there's um policemen and uh like bomb sniffing dogs all over the place and they were like oh hi like are you supposed to walk the red carpet and we were like um and (laughs) i don't think so and they ended up taking us all through the backstage on accident we weren't supposed to be there and we walked directly through where savvy shield was putting like getting ready final touches she was putting her earrings in for the pageant that it was about to go on so we ended up meeting her and getting to take a picture with her um I think she ended up being a judge the next year or something but we met her watched Miss America the majority of the girls went home and then Kendra and I drove back to New York City to watch the Sherry Hill fashion show because Miss Jackie got his seats and then we met the newly Miss America there were the newly crowned Miss America and Miss USA it was an incredible weekend full of so many great opportunities. That's the one thing about UNM is whatever prize package you win, it ends up being so much more because there are so many cool experiences that just pop up throughout the year that you never would have expected. So, oh my goodness, it was exhausting, but it was it was a great story. I could not imagine. So what was your favorite part of the prize package when you won? <laughs> trying to think. There really were. Okay. (laughs) When I was a preteen, I told my parents that, okay, if I win this pageant, does that mean I get a cat? (laughs) They were like, oh my gosh. If you win, then you can buy a cat with your prize money. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) You know, they weren't really banking on me winning. (laughs) When I walked away with the title, you better believe I went and got myself a little uh, cat from the shelter. Oh my god! His name is Louis Vuitton. Oh, I Um, love that. Great. (laughs) We love him. Oh my gosh. So as we close, what's next for you? Where will we see you in five years? Mm -hmm. In five years, I hope to graduate with my integrated comms degree. And then I want to go on and get my master's in business. 
Um, I'm not quite sure what I want to do with my degree right now, whether that is go into crisis management um, marketing or if I want to be a spokesperson for a company. Um, I don't really know. I hope to take my platform of the Pajama Project to all 50 states. That's something that I'm currently working on right now, getting one in each Ronald McDonald house. I don't think the pageant road has ended for me. Uh, I definitely still feel in my heart that I want to compete. But as of right now, I'm focusing on college, finishing my degree, and maybe then I'll compete afterwards. I'm still using a lot of my communication skills in my major. So I don't feel like I'm getting super rusty yet, but any excuse to get it back into the pageant world, like this interview, this was such a great opportunity. And again, thank you so much for asking me. I really appreciated it. And it's been fun to kind of take a, a walk down memory lane. Yes, I'm so grateful that you joined me today. So Laurel, I'm sure I speak for all of our listeners when I say it's obvious to see why you were crowned a UNM National Queen twice (laughs) and just how positively polished you really are. I know I learned a lot of good tips and I say thank you for being my guest. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. And remember to tune in our next episode where I will have the privilege of interviewing another UNM Keeper of the Crown. Bye, Laurel. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.